Greetings, everybody out there in Dreamland. Today, we're going to be talking about the Hotel Zaza. The most Illuminati-as-fuck hotel that you can find in Texas. Texas has many spooky and haunted hotels. Undoubtedly. But this is a modern hotel, intentionally designed by the Illuminati circles that run not only Houston, Texas, where it is located in the Arts District, but also Texas itself, the vast heartland of our southern border and Gulf Coast. That's right, Texas is run by the Illuminati and occult circles, just as well as any other wealthy empire is. For it is an inland empire. The 30 million people who live in Texas and call it home are run by a shadow organization that they are not even aware of and uninitiated into the higher workings and symbolism the symbology that rules this shadow cabal and its many tentacles and its many cults and groupings clicks that either are interconnected as part of a web all serving the grand spider that created them that some would say is Satan itself and others would say is the Antichrist others still would say they are the good guys but others would say they are on the dark side of the force This Illuminati, which is made of Freemasons, various sects within those cultures, high esoteric orders of Greek sex worshippers, as well as the Canaanites and the Phoenicians, we have talked about many times before on this program. How this manifests is that these extremely wealthy, influential, and powerful people who are highly educated and make up the most upper echelons of the corporate and intellectual class throughout academia, throughout professional careers, etc., the white-collar world. And so can coordinate these efforts seamlessly with no difficulty at all, for it is all kept within the hands that can be counted at a dinner table. And through their conspiracies, they have created, from 2007, since, a hotel that is fit for a king and queen. And just like any king and queen's court, or castle, It has many secret rooms 
some with very esoteric and occult purposes, some for ritual and some others for ceremony, although the likes of which are beyond the understanding of the uninitiated the layman who is not versed in the esoteria that is practiced within and behind the closed and locked doors of this seemingly luxury hotel. Definitely better than your average hotel, motel, at the Holiday Inn. But... Still surprisingly affordable, for I've spent several nights there, actually, in my time living in Houston. Many people will not know this, but I have many lives have lived, and one of those was in the organized crime military intelligence merger with black magic occult level societies. Where I was initiated into this, first into the military, but properly in Houston and New Orleans. And I have sacrificed all of that to tell you the truth about these matters. Which is why my continuing efforts come at great cost to me, both socially and financially. For I once had a golden ticket and a limitless black card, as long as I continued to feed the blood god in the Black Lodge. That old me is dead. I have been born again. Into the ways and light and salvation of Jesus Christ. So you have nothing to fear. Just as I learned that there is nothing to fear in Jesus Christ's name. Not even fear itself. For you are invincible in the victory. That being said, yes, I've spent several nights in the Hotel Zaza, Zaza, usually in the company of my ex-wife. There was heavy drug use permitted, as well as sold on premises. Typically, if you knew how to ask, could be procured simply by a call to the manager, the night manager. Oftentimes held and carried by the valets themselves and ran up as room service on the bill. This is around 2010, so 2013, 
into 2014. So yeah, around that window. I remember walking the halls and the lobbies. I remember walking the many different floors and seeing just the extravagantly beautiful rooms. Absolutely over-the-top refinement when it comes to furniture, dining halls, dance halls, um, conference rooms, you know, the, even the business area with the phone and the fax and the computers and everything. That was even... Um, elegant and super ritzy. And of course, every time you get a room, you just get a room. You get a, you get basically a simple, extremely nice, but simple hotel room. And that is what I thought it was. A rather nice adult hotel room that underneath, understood how to be discreet and catered to a refined, intelligent, mature crowd that had come to the Arts District in Houston, either as tourists, on business, or rather they were locals hoping to get away, and indulge themselves in their tastes however exotic they were for the common person, they find a sanctuary where they are common. In this urban environment that could rival Chicago, Los Angeles, or New York City. And the Hotel Zaza stood as a jewel in a rather empty crown when it came to the international artistic sensibilities of luxury. But I don't know if you've ever played Fallout New Vegas, but in Fallout New Vegas there is a tribe that's parodied called the White Glove Society. Clearly based on your Rothschild Eyes Wide Shut crowd, your Rockefellers, your Hiltons, who engage in taboo practices under the guise of lives lived so austerely and luxuriously that no one would even question the carnality of their true desires, which range into cannibalism as featured into the video game. Fallout New Vegas, but in real life we know indulges into pedophilia, sex parties, various fetish behavior, um, cruelties, sadisms, masochisms, etc., and general mind fuckery and MK Ultra type experiences that we would border on the criminal, insane, and extreme. Well, that's very accurate. And remember, at the time, I was very much being initiated into this circle by degrees, as all things are. But it was also while I was very young. And so, I forgive myself. Knowing that it was in God's heart and God's will. I would see this darkness. 
so I know for myself the truth. And trust me, my heart was broken into a million pieces during the process, even an initiation into this dark vault path, so I have no love loss there, regardless of the material pleasures. The garden is phony, it is artifice, it is poison, toxic, and plastic. crowded, it's claustrophobic, it's polluted, it's not worth it at all to live in Houston, even in the least, let alone go through all the bullshit that is truly Houston, but Zaza stands as that heart of bullshit, (laughs) the heart of darkness, the heart of bullshit. That is this carnality of Houston plus the Houston artists and elite and international tourist crowd, rock stars and the like, artists, uh, business types, yuppies, who are all in their own mind, Illuminati adepts, black magicians, sex magicians, uh, Satanists, uh, sadists, masochists, BDSM types, um... Swingers, you have your various drug users, addicts to experimental recreational types, and just people who um, are there to have a good time, hedonists and, and debauchers and bacchanals and things like that. Um, Bacchae, you know, of, of the of the different various uh, New Age world in sort. Then, of course, all your LGBTQ perversions, lifestyleisms, etc., such as drag queens, trannies, all that. And then the various prostitutes and, you know, vice lords, etc., that hang out there, the criminals, the crowd, the mafiosos, the gangsters, the Andrew Tate level, either legitimate level human traffickers or the um, illegitimate that hang out there. And there are many because it is open to the public, remember? with many of the lower classes uh, like in middle classes like we were saving up to make maybe only one or two visits there you know a year or in their lifetime uh, as kind of a travel to Mecca of the Illuminati sort they have various theme rooms as I would figure out as I would learn they have various themed rooms such as this famous room 322 which is a frighteningly stark and this I can describe the room first it is a instead of the typical lush carpeting plush bedding and general good vibes and, and luxurious domestic domestic flat screen TV you know good sink shower all that kind of stuff domestic property that is the Zaza it's, you know luxurious it's nice it's nice um that it has a cold bare concrete floor it has metal chains that that connect to the bed and latch onto the wall 
there are um, drains for water or whatever liquid and fluid on the floor as well. The room has a brick wall instead of any kind of uh, finished plaster or anything. It's brick wall. And it looks very industrial and warehouse. Um, very dark. There is a giant portrait of a skull as well as various portraits of underground art of figures of human beings distorted and freakish, hostile looking. Generally has a very bad vibe to everything as well as a strange photograph of a businessman who and it's just it's, it's actually strange in its normalcy of a man in a suit smiling as of taking a corporate photo for a year and he's he's apparently implicated in a criminal case a criminal fraud case that saw him go to jail bizarre as fuck yes Absolutely, I agree. And this room is... Mysterious, because it is not available to the public. It is not meant to be rented out to fly-by-night visitors without a reservation. Once again, as I've described, the night management... will respond to the right phrasing as an invitation-only type system to certain perks. In our case, drugs, LSD, amphetamines, ecstasy, weed, spice, etc., all that. We could get there. Coke, ketamine, all of it. But you could also get these special rooms. Remember, I didn't know about these rooms until 2013, when the Lip TV, the Lip TV, which is now a defunct 2010s, early 2010s era alternative, anti-establishment, counterculture type web news channel that was much like um, RT America are uh, watching the Hawks or like a Young Turks, but for a uh, decidedly more conspiracy, anti-establishment, in any direction type of regard. And it was very critical of the USA. It was very critical of the USA culture and its uh, definite existence of secret societies and the paranormal, uh, paranormal, but the, the clandestine covert operations of these groups to run a uniparty in a globalist system. So it was very refreshing. And it had Sean Stone, it had people who were uh, alumni, eventually would become, um, you know, having channels of their own, Sean Stone that are going to work for Gaia, but having, you know, worked on watching the Hawks, as well as RT America uh, running, you know, um, watching the Hawks with Tabitha Wallace, and Tabitha Wallace was on the lip TV. John Stone's show was called The Buzzsaw, by the way. So it was very, you know, edgy, The Buzzsaw. But yeah. Um, it was featured there. It was published on Reddit after a person rented the room 
I believe this is how it got viral, because someone posted on Reddit in 2013 asking if anyone had ever known about this or heard about it before. And that person posted a Reddit post where the... Um, where the hotel clerk, front desk clerk, gave him a key after he came in at night just to ask for a room. And apparently, that's, this is where the story's kind of weird, because he didn't even know about the Hotel Zaza, and I can understand he just comes fly by night. You know, like, I'm just in a hotel, I'm in the arts district. Hey, let's go stay at this hotel. And if he is a rich kid, if he is a young man with money, with a well-to-do job, etc., in the arts district itself to begin with, I understand that. I get it. Like, you know, hey, um, I will randomly choose to stay in this clearly super luxe hotel with a limousine parked out for show with the bullhorns on it and right literally in the middle of the art and history museums in Houston, Texas. Clearly, this will be affordable <laughs> and is an option that I can that I can pay for and afford uh, for my nightly stay in Houston, Texas as I'm traveling through town. It's far too late for me to drive. I'll pay the $500 a night it basically costs. I think my room was like $345 every night. I thought I'd get the same one. So let me, go, let me go make the $500 deposit for my nightly room. The clerk gives him a key, key to room 322, 322, sorry, uh, 322, and he goes up there, opens up the fucking door, sets up all his shit, starts taking photos of the place because he can't believe it, and wonders to himself, this is how every single hotel room in the hotel looks like. Because it looks pretty BDSM-y. It looks like there's a dominatrix about to, like, run out of the closet and, like, start whipping him. And and it's like, you know, he's noticing that it's just not meant for comfort. It's meant to be kind of a themed discomfort. Like, intentionally fucking with you. Like, bad. And, like, kind of gritty and grimy and scary. And so he goes down and he asks the clerk, why does the room look like this? Is this how every room looks? Like, what's up for this hotel? It doesn't look like that from the outside. And the night manager who is there, you know, addresses his problem and is like, oh, this is room 322. Yeah, you're not supposed to have this room. This room is not supposed to be rented out. This is a private room. It's a themed room. And we have uh, other rooms available for you. So here's a room, right? And they gave him a room, and they're like, you know, sorry about that. We'll move all your stuff out and everything. Um, just terribly sorry about that, right? Pretend it never happened. We'll comp you and all that good stuff. And he's like, fuck, that's fucking weird. Like, you know, like, then the other room didn't look like that. The other rooms look nice. Like I said, the other rooms look like fucking hotel rooms. They look good hotel rooms, but they look like hotel rooms. And so he was like, what the fuck was that about? And then looking into it, this has caused a lot of controversy. Lip TV looked into it. Uh, people have called in. Vice.com did an article on it, et cetera, back when it was popular. And it would get like 10 million hits on every article. Then, like, you know, everything kind of started snowballing. And eventually there have been big-time YouTubers. I included one of the videos for the investigations. And every time they investigated it, the marketing team and the PR team for Hotel Zaza would take advantage of the PR and the press but also deny any weird goings-on or dealings or any shadowy work or anything like that, even the criminal element of it, just by saying we're a professional hotel, we're nice, everyone should come down and stay here, it's luxurious, everyone's welcome aboard, and they really took advantage of the free press and publicity. 
but they would also state that no, that room is, yes, it exists, but it's a themed room, it's an art room, we're an art hotel, we're in the arts district, we have several rooms, like the captain's room, which is a yacht, or the yachting room, which looks like a boat, and it looks like, it's crafted to look like a boat, and then uh, the rock star room, the rock star room is meant to look very exotic with zebrush, you know, seats, it's supposed to look like uh, Marrakesh, you know, Tangiers, um, you know, smoking hashish, etc. in the Rockstar room, like your the Rolling Stones, and then there's like other hotel rooms that have like black and white patterns, or etc. Uh, etc. Et just different themes, right? Which is true, which is true. They now have that. They now have that, and they tried to intentionally make every new themed room, which has gone public seem more innocent and seem just more eccentric like yes we just like to have peacock feathers on the wall and everything is just kind of like uh, thematic in like a magazine like National Geographic from the 1970s etc except they never really explained why that one room instead of being over the top you know maximalism was minimalism to the extreme including bare concrete flooring, brick walls, and a bed literally chained to the wall with pictures and portraits of skulls and deformed human beings and uh, this picture of a businessman there who was guilty of, of financial crimes in Houston and went to jail for it. And the fact that it, you know, you know it when you see it that it looked like it's a place to film, like, snuff films and, uh, like, BDSM films and stuff like that. Like, it looked like it was the scene of um, sexually broken porno films or uh, the in, the insects films. It's, like, that black with, like, a, you know, clearly, like, flooring that's meant to be hosed off and shit. And it's, like just fuck like some industrial warehouse somewhere and shit like it's just like abandoned house it's like they're gonna use to like fuck you and tie you to the bed and shit like that like it looked like clearly like that you know it when you see it and then you start reading about articles lately about human trafficking and hotels linked to human trafficking and hotels being sued for human trafficking including red roof inn the holiday inn uh you know uh, double tree and shit like that. Like, it's a real situation in America. And those are national-level brands and chains. A local chain, that only, a local hotel that only has one hotel under its management could easily be doing the same thing to maybe more luxurious clientele. Or they could be providing services. And these services get... A very expensive. They get very lucrative for those involved. A dominatrix can charge thousands of dollars for hours of sessions. Um, you know, sometimes getting up to ten to thirty thousand dollars a day if their clientele's you know high enough, if their services are are wanted enough, that they could work out something with this management and have it have been developed for such because it is a unique environment you need a dungeon you need the kind of room and the chains and the everything like this is kind of that true crime stuff whenever you hear about a rape dungeon or a rape room or something it's always these boards with like specially constructed you know 
pillories and stocks and chains and like pivots and like anchor points and stuff that you have to really construct. You have to like spend time working, and it shows clear premeditation. It, it's not something that just happens. It's not something that you just use in a room that like you didn't have any like resources in. It has to be kind of specially created. There has to be a mood like set there has to be like a vibe like and it does generate that like all these rape dungeons have this like the lighting the, the the flooring all of it has to have this kind of specially constructed feel to it you know it when you see it after you see it so many times you know it when you see it and that's exactly what this was I believe this was um, for consensual organized BDSM type prostitution with dominatrixes and sadists and stuff like that I believe it was even maybe used for pornography for filming and they would run that as a side racket along with the illegal drug trade and everything because their clientele would be in on it they could also film blackmail um, as the photo of the criminal probably suggested that they dealt with people in these higher levels that were to them beloved clients even though they were criminals, and eventually that one guy was found, he probably spent tens of thousands or maybe even hundreds of thousands of dollars at that property, maybe millions. Like, maybe he was an investor, and this was all his idea and child, uh, brainchild. The thing is, we don't know what goes on in their minds, their heads, when they're sitting in those offices, in those boardrooms, you know, just letting their imaginations wonder what perversions and desires they start desiring and wanting and, and, and being fascinated with, obsessed over and they have the money literally to build hotels and satisfy these desires and shit, so it's 100%. Don't listen to the skeptics. Don't listen to the fucking fools. This is an Illuminati-as-fuck hotel that deals in illicit, organized crime activities. This is um, this is a hotel for Illuminati uh, occultists and sex fiends, perverts uh, of all kinds and is mostly used for drug addicts and uh, the people who are into black magic level shit, regardless of their angle of attack or their um, their uh, place in society or caste or uh, personality, etc. For example, let me read this before I play the... I believe it is... Um, the barely sociable room 322 video which goes into a good investigation on the subject to kind of show you how skeptics and normies uh, and the hotel itself portrays this event this whole situation versus how I portrayed it currently just now okay so in 2023 a Houston area man who had shot his 72-year-old mother and dismembered her, leaving her crate, was receiving a plea deal. A Robert Barnes, who was aged 36, pleaded guilty to killing Lucilla Barnes in 2021 in exchange for a lighter sentence, right? After he killed his mother, he went on the run where they found him at the Hotel Zaza where the police were called after he was refusing to leave his hotel room after he, his card was declined and he was not paying his bill investigators found him on his hotel room bed with a knife 
held to his throat. Earlier this year, Barnes was given... Oh, sorry. Yeah, earlier that year, Barnes was given 16 months probation for another case. So we have a matricide that ends at the Hotel Zaza with the killer of his own mother attempting to slit his own throat. Think about how bizarre that truly is when he has firearms. At the Hotel Zaza, maybe a type of ritual, maybe demonic possession. But who knows the true history with him at that hotel? Could someone say programmed to kill? Could someone say a portal to hell? I sure can. Regardless, the Hotel Zaza in the Arts District of Houston, Texas remains Illuminati as fuck. Thank you, and then please enjoy the YouTube video I prevented that plays devil's advocate and views the material from a third-party perspective, just so you know what it is and how it exists and how others think about everything. Thank you very much for listening to the Beyond Top Secret Texan broadcast. God bless yourself and your family. Peace. Reddit post, you can see photos of the room, 
and they are questionably unsettling or unfit for this type of hotel. Now that we've taken a look at the photos, let me make some notes here for you. What is particularly unsettling is the bed being chained to the wall against the wood wall, the cold concrete flooring, and the photos that just seem to be randomly thrown in here. As far as the photos go, none of them seem to fit a theme other than the skulls, and as far as the random portrait of a man we'll get to here in a moment, one interesting connection people have pointed out with the association of the number 322 and these photos is the possible connection to the University's Order 322, which was a secret society based on the following logo. While this seems far-fetched, people online have seemed to gravitate towards this connection for some reason. Upon researching into this order, I found out it was organized in 1832, which is a really long time ago, and had a parent company named the Russell Trust Association. And upon looking into their tax records for the IRS, this trust is still around in 2016, totaling about $3.6 million in assets. While this is interesting, unfortunately, though, that's about as far as that connection goes. So let's keep digging. To recap on the fourth and fifth photo, it shows a portrait of Jay Comey, a Houston-based former executive of Stanford Financial Group, who ran a Ponzi scheme and was shut down by the feds back in 2009. Keep in mind the Zaza Hotel is also based in Houston as well. Googling his name shows various SEC documents dating up to 2017 detailing various settlements from the fallout of his Ponzi scheme. It's a really bizarre choice to feature this guy on the wall overlooking the entire room. And while I could not find any financial ties to this guy to the hotel or to this room, what I did find out about this guy is the following. Jay Comey was an LSU grad, a part of a fraternity called Delta Kappa Epsilon, which had a chapter in its fraternity called Zeta Zeta which, coincidentally enough, sounds a lot like Zaza, the name of the hotel. The weirdest part about this, too, that screams conspiracy, but I don't want to get too carried away, is the fact that there was another secret group in that chapter of the fraternity called the Friars, which almost nothing was known about. I did manage to find a Wikipedia page on where they referenced the fact that the logo of the Friars as well is a skull and crossbones, which I read in disbelief. However, yet again, here we hit a dead end. The skull is an absurdly common logo, and it's no surprise that we can get carried away here looking for connections like this. Keep in mind, this is a four-star hotel, and while this room isn't by far the worst place to stay overnight in the world, whoever designed this room seems inept. But here's the thing. The hotel designers are not inept. Just looking at any of their other rooms disproves this fact. Keep in mind, these suites at these hotels run anywhere from $200 all the way up to about $500 a night in average. And by looking at any of their other photos, it makes this room look like it's not even a part of the same hotel. So what the hell is going on with this room? Going back to our OP, the fact that the person at the front desk mentioned that room 322 was not supposed to be rented out fuels this mystery entirely. It seems like OP was definitely not supposed to be in this room, let alone take photos and post them online. After the user Joel Lexmus had posted this thread, it managed to gain 2,600 upvotes in the Houston subreddit and made for some wide speculation, some of which I've already covered. But where we get into a bit more detail into what's going on is through the 
articles from the media outlets that covered this story. When the media outlets reached out to the hotel head of marketing, Kira Kutz was questioned about the existence of the room. Here is what the Houston Press wrote about this. Kutz told us that this is in fact one of the hotel's theme rooms. It's called Hard Times, and it's the play on a jail experience. You'll note again it's not mentioned on the website, which lists and describes their other theme rooms. While it's a compact room, it has one of the hotel's largest balconies, which overlooks the pool area, she said. The other side of the hotel features another compact theme room. It's called the ship's cabin, which resembles a yacht and also overlooks the pool. She says neither room is a secret or kept from being rented. This is really interesting because neither the ship's cabin or hard times is listed anywhere on the website. And can I just point out for a moment, the name hard times is very fitting for something that looks like a sex dungeon. So the hotel claims that these rooms aren't a secret, but they're not listed on the website. And we'll get more on that later. But I have to say, this response from the hotel doesn't answer much of anything and simply raises more questions based on the facts that we can actually verify. First of all, why would the hotel go out of its way to make a themed room to not feature it on the website when they are known for themed rooms? In fact, I'm convinced there's absolutely no way of knowing this room exists because it exists nowhere in the marketing material, advertisements, or anywhere on their website, so I decided to call in. Yes, so sir. You, you, you have a full, a full list of them. Are they the concept suites? Is that what they are? So our suites uh, range from the top level are the Magnificent Seven suites. Um, there's only seven on the 12th floor. And then we have the concept suites, which is on the 11th floor. Um, and those are also themed suites as well. And then under that falls the junior suites. The junior suites aren't themed. They're just um, bigger suites with basically a little, little more spacing rather than just a standard level room. Okay, so just to go through this, um, oh, so you do got, you guys have photos here on the website, so just bear oh, with yes, me. Oh, yes, sir. Yeah, I just pulled it up. Uh, thank you. Um, so just to make sure the, the full list is here, because I'm going to let uh, the girl decide. So just, uh, you guys have the, the Bella Vita, the Black Label, the Fatal Charms, and you've obviously listed this together, but uh, for your eyes only, it, it happened one night. Rockstar Suite, Titan, the Concepts. So there's no, okay. So there's no other suites, uh, no other team suites. These are all of them. Just these. Suites. Um, yes, sir. Those are all of them at this property. Okay. And you guys, do you guys have another property in Houston? We do. We have the Memorial City location. Uh, is that like a separate website? Same website. Um, if you just go on the on, on top where it says hotels. Select it and it'll give you the option to select Memorial City or Museum District. Okay. All right. Well, um, I'm going to look through the photos here and uh, just to confirm these are all the suites for both properties, correct? And yes, sir. That's correct. Notably, they mentioned all the hotel rooms above the seventh floor are themed, while the ones below are junior suites. Assuming room 322 is on the third floor, why would it be themed? Please also note that I didn't directly ask about whether or not this room exists because it's already been confirmed. The whole point of this is to prove that this room is a known knowledge to the public or the average consumer. This would mean that you would have had to have previous knowledge of this hotel room existing to even ask for it. This makes it very apparent that they are in fact hiding this room from the general public. Getting back to our analysis. Secondly, why is there a photo of Jay Comey? All of the articles regarding this simply declined to respond to the subject matter. The woman involved in handling this response has been asked multiple times on different occasions and responded, I'll have to look into it, to which she never follows up. 
This move by the hotel is a complete cop-out, as they're aware of what's going on online. And to prove that, Kira Kutz even notes it in the Vice interview she did. As far as my third point, why would the Redditor be told that the room was not supposed to be booked? In an interview with Vice, the same head of marketing, Kira Kutz, stated that the room was available to be rented and refutes the claims of ROP, stating that she looked into these claims. But here's where it gets even more convoluted. The biggest caveat to this whole thing is that people have been removed from this room more than once. This is not a one-off occurrence. To prove this, on another documented account, I want to direct you to a blog on the other side of the internet, to a writer named Hillary Davidson, a year prior to this incident. On her blog, she documents her travels, and in a seemingly innocuous detail mentioned in her day-to-day, in 2012, she wrote the following. When I checked into Houston's Hotel Zaza at midnight on Thursday night, there was some confusion. My first room was a themed room, known as the Hard Times Room. This skull was on the wall. A few minutes after I got there, the front desk called up and said they had to move me. The people at the front desk were deeply upset at the thought of me being stuck in this room. What's interesting here is that this woman's account of being removed from her room is prior to any of this gaining any attention whatsoever. This means we've likely caught some dishonesty as the hotel's official statement has a verifiable inconsistency dating back an entire year. Since we can't take the official story at face value, the hotel is not going to answer all of our questions. It's time to break down what's actually going on. There are two main theories as to what's going on in this hotel, both of which have evidence to support them, but one I lean more towards. The first theory is that this room is safe for the owner of the hotel, or some employee who is a part of the hotel staff. However, due to the nature of the decor of this room, I would highly doubt that someone would live comfortably in here. It looks more like a sex dungeon that would be reserved for private use. I can't imagine someone who likes living with cold, concrete flooring and disturbing images around them all day. Kira Kutz did mention that the owner of the hotel did live in this room for one period, for two months. But what is weird about this, if this was such a high-profile room in a hotel, there would likely be some additional protocol for assigning this room on a regular basis. The reason for this additional protocol would be due to the fact that the hotel is paying the bill and would have to account for it for tax reasons. I also doubt that on two separate occasions the same mistake would be made by employees. Unless the owner of the hotel is having an affair, why wouldn't they just take their dates to their home, not the smallest, creepiest room in an expensive hotel? Well, I think there is some ground for the first theory, especially if the owner of the hotel wanted to save money by using the smallest room. I lean more towards this next theory. This hotel room, in my opinion, is a new twist on an old marketing scheme. What is the oldest hotel trick in the book for attracting business? Ghost stories, haunted rooms, rooms of famous crimes, all of which have shown time and time again to create a sense of history behind a property. I can guarantee you've almost heard of at least one hotel claiming to be paranormal of some sort. To back up my theory here, note that of all the people to step up in this situation when this story broke in 2013, the head of marketing, Kira Kutz, stepped up to the stage to control the situation from the very beginning. What I believe is likely going on here is that the hotel is intentionally moving people out of this hotel room so they do exactly what I've done in this video. By the way, I left this out until now, but the Vice interview reads directly like an advertisement. If the people at Vice were actually interested in the mystery here, 
Why would they ask this to the hotel first and foremost? The Houston Zaza claims to have pioneered themed rooms. Are you one of the first hotels in America to have them? Are you serious? Themed hotel rooms? You ever heard of a Disney hotel? If Zaza genuinely decided to design a room that was like this to the public, why would they not add it to their site after this entire incident, time and time again, after six years? There's a chance I'm giving these guys too much credit for coming up with a genius twist on an old scheme. But hey, here I am talking about it, making a video, giving them free promotion. In conclusion, whatever you decide on as a resolution to this Reddit mystery, I definitely enjoyed exploring this, this subject matter, researching it. And if I miss something, I would definitely like to encourage you to discuss it in the comments, as I do want my videos not to be the be-all, end-all situation for a mystery. So, barely sociable here, and I wish you all...